is going on, everybody? Thank you for jumping on to the Wildlife Command Center podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Starr of Wildlife Command Center, the most awesomest nuisance wildlife control company in the world. Maybe I'm a little biased, but hey, that's not just my opinion. That is backed up by facts and the Better Business Bureau. (laughs) On today's Nuisance Wildlife Wednesday, I'm going to talk about everybody's most common wild canid, the Wiley E. Coyote. But before that, if you could please smash that subscribe button and give us an awesome review. If you're on Spotify, give us five stars. That would be sweet. And if you're on Apple, you can even leave a little blurb about what you think about the pod. Really appreciate it. Awesome glowing reviews. It really does help. Thanks again, guys. And I hope you enjoy this episode of the Wildlife Command Center podcast. Hey, hey, everybody. On this episode of Nuisance Wildlife Wednesday, I'm going to talk about the Wiley E. Coyote, the most common wild canid in North America. So everybody knows about him. You know what I mean? You see them. Oh, there's one right now running across the street, middle of the night, or even in the middle of the daytime. What the heck? What is he doing in our neighborhood? I'm in downtown Seattle or Dallas, Texas, you know, or even Chicago. They're everywhere. They're super crazy adaptable. The most adaptable form of canis, if I'm not mistaken. That is their genus. Anyway, so you see them in neighborhoods, cities, all over the place, scampering around, chasing roadrunners, if you're in the South. So why do we see them there? It is because they have the ability to eat almost any kind of animal that's their size or smaller, as well as bigger, if they're strong enough or if they team up into packs. They're not usually thought as a pack animal like wolves. Wolves are almost strictly pack animals, you know? It's very often, you know, you hear all those, (laughs) you see all those things on Facebook, those crazy uh, wild t-shirts that are like, the lone, I am the lone wolf, blah, blah, blah. Well, anyway, wolves don't usually live by themselves, but coyotes most often do. Now, in areas where the abundance of prey is larger, like larger ungulates, coyotes will team up to be able to take down those larger prey items to live in groups and to be able to survive in those areas. But in most instances, they are solitary and they eat things like rats, mice, rabbits, lingering birds that aren't fast enough to get off the ground in front of them. And in most cases, this is what's crazy, in Neighborhood areas, they eat oodles of cats. I mean, they are just cat-catching and killing machines. All it takes for them is just a few crunches, and then they kill it, and then they have the ability from there to leap over a six-foot fence. Over. Or at least up to the top of it, and then down. And on eight-foot fences, you know, it's not often you see those, they can at least like do a little hop jump, you know? They hop jump, where they (laughs) jump up, grab the top kind of. They use their momentum to at least hit the top around five to six feet and then use that to kind of propel them up to the top part and then like grab it and then kind of slide over the top of that. And as a matter of fact, they also eat small dogs. I know you guys have seen crazy videos of them 
doing this exact same thing, hopping into backyards and grabbing small dogs. If they're not too heavy, you know, if it's under 20 pounds, they will carry them off. Oof. No, thank you. So one of the best ways to kind of keep them away from your areas is either having large dogs, which will ward them off, or monitored outings with your small dog, having them on a leash, or just being out in the backyard when your small dog's out there, not letting them go back there alone. Dude, be careful, man. They will hop those fences and snatch them up. You know, a lot of people think that, uh, you know, maybe placing wolf urine does not work. Putting wolf urine down, no bueno. I mean, in a lot of places, people call us to uh, come in and remove them. And so we can use these, um, you know, the foothold traps, the ones that grab onto their feet. They're well-designed enough nowadays, and there's like rubberized jaws that can be put, like or not jaws, but like rubberized pads that can be put on the jaws themselves that don't, like the really like biting in and tearing of the skin of the animal. And it's nice because they're a lot more humane than they used to be back in the day. Allows us to get in, catch up a bunch of coyotes, and then if they're allowed to be released in an area, you know, release them however many. Usually it's like 100 miles away. That's what we've done with coyotes and bobcats in certain areas like Texas and Missouri and states such as that. Unfortunately, in, in some states that we operate in, like California, you can't use foothold traps, and then it makes it nearly impossible to catch a coyote. Oh, man. I tell you, I've even tried to put big Comstock cage traps over their den holes, and they have just straight up dug around them. Even the juveniles are wary enough that they're like, nope, not going in. I am not about this life. I am just steering way clear of this creepy human item freaking make their way around it. So unfortunately in those states, it is just dang near impossible to trap them and we just can't, you know, it's, it's not great, but we do what we do or we do what we can. And in the other states, we're able to get in and trap coyotes that are coming into people's neighborhoods. We have even gotten those calls of a coyote attacked my dog while it was on the leash, you know, however close to them it was. And so in those instances, we can get in there, trap the population out and kind of relieve the pressure on that neighborhood. Now, one of the things that everybody loves to say (laughs) is, you know, the howling, if you take coyotes out of an area and they realize that There's no howling. They'll have more pups. I am not so sure about the science on that. I feel like pup size has to be more related to the food availability like it is with all other animals in an area. Like, oh, I don't hear any coyotes, but if there's a huge drought and hemorrhagic disease has plagued the the rabbit population, I'm going to be starving. And if I'm a female coyote, I'm not going to have a gigantic litter of pups if I don't have any real nutrients to take care of them. So I feel like Nern has a little more play in that nutrient availability than, oh, I'm not hearing any howls. Anyway, so to kind of turn this back around to what people can do to keep bigger coyote populations down. You know, if you live in a rural area, there's not a whole lot in that. So if you have a farm, let's say, keeping the grounds clean, you know, that will reduce the rodent population, which will also reduce 
the attractiveness of your area to coyotes. And again, I have to reemphasize, not leaving small dogs out by themselves. If you've got a big dog with them, or if you just have big dogs, no big deal. You don't have to worry about it. But not leaving small dogs alone. And if you have cats, for the love of everything good on this earth, please keep them inside. Don't have cats outside. Please keep them indoors. If you have a rat issue, set traps, you know, or get a terrier. And they will do a good population control of keeping the rats down, as well as making sure that you clean up all sorts of feed again. Just reiterating this, keeping feed contained in like metal containers and keeping extras off the ground. You know, if you have fruiting trees, coyotes will also eat fruits and stuff of that nature. Berries, if you're in a citrusy environment like the south or the west coast, there's a lot of oranges and stuff of that nature. Coyotes will eat that stuff. So keeping that off of the ground, as well as making sure your trash is taken care of. They don't like trash as much as like raccoons do, but they will go through it if it's uh, enticingly smelling enough. Another big one that everybody talks about, coyotes getting their chickens. So the best thing you can do is keep them good and locked up at night in a coop. Not with chicken wire. I know chicken wire, chicken wire is for keeping, it's more for keeping chickens out of certain areas. That is its true intention. But it's not for keeping things out of chickens. Chicken wire is very easily torn up by any kind of animal with any sort of intent. A skunk, a raccoon, and most assuredly a coyote can get through chicken wire. So putting up some sort of stronger fencing like one inch by half inch wire, but that's pretty expensive. So even just like chain link fencing, as well as something at the base, you know, like if it's totally chain linked in, a coyote can't get through the links. They can dig under, so make sure that there's some sort of thing underneath that they can't get to to get to those chickens. That's important as well because they will, they're going to do everything in their power to get to those bad boys. And so those are kind of the main ways to keep them out of your areas or at least not be attracted because even if you have the biggest fence, they're going to find a way to get into it if you've got something in that backyard of yours that they want, whether it be water and desert climates or tasty little kitties. Oof. Keep the cats inside. You don't want them killing all of the native wildlife, which they do in record numbers. Or if you are in... St. Louis, Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri, Pine Bluff, Arkansas, Dallas, Texas, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Reno, Nevada, or Sacramento, California. Excuse me, not Sacramento. We don't trap coyotes there because it is dang near impossible to do so. So if you're in any of those other areas or just on the other side of St. Louis along the uh, Missouri border in Illinois, please give us a shout call Wildlife Command Center. We can get those coyotes out of there for you. We'll do everything in our power and we're pretty dang good at it. Thanks again, guys, for listening. Really appreciate it. I know this was a pretty short episode, but you know, in my instance, coyotes don't really get into people's houses, so there's not a ton to talk about except that they're attracted to cats and dogs, chickens. Make sure you keep them locked up. <laughs> That's how you keep them from being encouraged to come by because they'll just go in any backyard that they want to. They're good enough to do it. 
Thanks again for listening to the Wildlife Command Center podcast. Please leave us an awesome review and rate us five stars. We really appreciate it. And grab some Wildlife Command Center coffee if you're so inclined. I love it. I drink it every day. Thanks again, guys, for listening. God bless. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this podcast. This is Michael Baran, a.k.a. Bare Hands Baran. Make sure you go now to Discovery Plus. Download our reality TV show, Bare Hands Rescue, where we are out there every day rescuing people from wild animals. It is entertaining, it is engaging, and it is informative. Download it today and listen for our next podcast.